From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. I'm Molly Bloom, and you're listening to Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's standoff features two prominent professions, kitchen wizards and kitten whisperers. It's chefs versus veterinarians. We've got comedy writer and Lego master model builder Sam Suksiri here to represent the chefs de cuisine. The stakes have never been higher. <laughs> and we have comic and writer Kasha Patel here to defend the medics of the menagerie. Your toast, vets are impossible to beat. <laughs> Which team will win? The one who makes food sizzle or the one who's like Dr. Doolittle? We've got Lauren from Brooklyn, New York here to help us decide. She's an aspiring lawyer who can do a one-handed cartwheel and knows all the words to every song in Hamilton. Hey, Lauren. Hi. So, Lauren, what comes to mind when I say veterinarian? Veterinarian, my dog or my cat. And what about chefs? What what pops in your head there? My dad, because he went to culinary school. Ooh. Oh, very nice. So if you had to become one or the other, like those are your only two career choices, which one would you pick? Chef. I love to eat. I like food. If I could cook my own amazing food, I would do it every single day. <laughs> and what about your dog? Can we hear a little bit about your dog? Oh, my dog. See, I'm not the biggest fan of her at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? She threw up in my room this morning. Oh, so, yeah. That's not cool. She was nervous. But, <laughs> no. She, she, I, love, I love my dog, love my cat. They're amazing. They're super, they're super cuddly and stuff like that. But, whew. Are they, is this a big dog or a small dog? She's a, she's a pretty big dog. She's a pit bull terrarium mix, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. That's like my dog. Mm. Except he doesn't throw up. <laughs> yeah, no, she because she, she likes to overeat and eat everything. Like, stop. oh, she's she likes your dad. He's the chef. She likes to, <laughs> he li- she likes to eat too. Uh-huh. So, Lauren, you want to be a lawyer? I and do. You know they're good at making arguments. So, do you have any sort of advice today about like how to make the best argument? For me, what I learned in school is that the best arguments are rooted in facts and your way to. Like, make the person you're trying to persuade believe them. So it's all about delivery. It's all about delivery. All right. Well, let's see how Kasha and Sam do today. But first, let's review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side and each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. Then we've got the Micro Round, where each team will present a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack, where our debaters will have to respond to an improv challenge on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the Final Six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Lauren, will award two points in the first round, one for her favorite rebuttal, the other for the declaration she liked best. She'll award one point in each round after that, but she'll keep her decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen, and at the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Sam, Kasha, Lauren, are you ready? Yes! Let's cook. All right, then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. We flipped a coin, and Sam, you're up first. Tell us why chefs are the smash boom best. 
I would like to take this opportunity to pitch the superhero I think should be the next member of the Avengers. This new superhero has all the fancy gadgets of Iron Man. All the science knowledge of the Hulk is as skilled with a blade as Black Widow and is as comfortable around intense flames as the Human Torch. They can teleport around the world and even time travel. Who is this all-powerful superhero? A chef, of course. The kitchen, aka the secret lair of the chef, is a laboratory full of culinary gadgets. Like sous vide, a high-tech method of cooking where ingredients are vacuum sealed and submerged in a temperature-controlled bath to get a juicy steak to the perfect internal temperature. When chefs cook, they are doing science. You know that nutty, buttery taste of a toasted marshmallow? That's due to a chemical change called the Maillard reaction. Chefs use the power of heat to break down the sugars and protein in foods like marshmallows and bacon to create hundreds of new and delicious flavor compounds. But it takes a trained chef to take foods to just perfectly golden brown and delicious because too much heat and those delicious flavors go up in smoke. Literally. Now, teleportation and time travel. How do chefs do that? Have you ever bitten into a warm biscuit and been transported to your grandma's kitchen? Eat up, sweetie. You're all skin and bones. Or caught a whiff of funnel cake and remembered the county fair? Step right up, knock a granny into the dunk tank and win a prize. Our sense of smell actually makes up about 80% of what we taste. And smell, or the olfactory sense, is one of the strongest and most vivid activators of memory. <sighs> Chefs also transport us around the world with flavors from different places and cultures. That's why many countries like Thailand use chefs to carry out something called culinary diplomacy. That's where they train chefs and send them all over the world to open restaurants. People in those countries love the food, and that gets them to love the country. You know, really, chefs don't need to be in a superhero movie. They're already in so many fantastic movies and TV shows. Chef's Table, Master Chef, Iron Chef, Le Chef, Top Chef, Bottom Chef, Middle Chef, Little Chef on the Prairie, Stranger Chef, CSI, but the C stands for Chef instead of Crime. Uh, you, you get my point. But to be a chef, you don't have to be a celebrity chef like Gordon Ramsay. Where's the lamb sauce? Come on, man. I just need a... This lamb Where's the lamb sauce? Or a Guy Fieri. Hey, I'm Guy Fieri, and you know what I need? I need you riding shotgun. I'm on my way to Flavortown. You could be a chef today. To quote Ratatouille, one of my favorite movies about chefs. What do I always say? Anyone can cook. Cook a new recipe for your family or friends. It doesn't have to be perfect, 
cooking mistakes can lead to delicious results. You know how the chocolate chip cookie was invented? Well, legend has it, a chef ran out of baking chocolate and threw in bits of a chocolate bar instead. And the result was a delicious surprise. Mm. Now, if a vet makes a mistake, I don't think the result is going to be as delightful as chocolate chip cookies. And like any hero, chefs inspire us to take a courageous, decadent bite out of life. Like in this clip from a show about my favorite chef, Julia Child. Butter, sugar, eggs, chocolate, that's all it is, really. As a matter of fact, I have a secret to tell you. You've known how to make a chocolate souffle all along. All you have to do is plunge in. And I'll tell you another secret. That's the key not only to the kitchen, but to life itself. This is Julia Child. Bon appétit. A delicious declaration of greatness there for chefs. Lauren, what stood out to you about Sam's argument there? You see, you really got me in the beginning with the Marvel <laughs> beginning. I, I love Marvel. I literally have one on a Marvel shirt right now. Oh, and then nice. a lot of the facts, like I, like the 80% that stood out to me. And then the fact about the chocolate chip cookie, I actually know that myself. So it was like, oh, it turns out to be true. <laughs> Okay, Kasha, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to stitch up Sam's argument, and your time starts now. All right, just like spoiled milk, that argument was mushy and sour and did not settle well. First of all, let's talk about this chocolate bar, the the chocolate chip cookie that the chef made. You make it sound like a chef made a mistake, and that's what happened. But in reality, you don't need a chef to make that mistake and make a delicious chocolate chip cookie. I could do that, and I'm not a chef. Also, you said if a vet makes a mistake, that's way worse. If a chef makes a mistake, you can get something called food poisoning, which can send you to the hospital where, you know what, you might need a vet. What? What? That's only 30 seconds. I didn't get anywhere. Chefs also make America obese if they're terrible at their jobs. Why, why would you go to a hospital to see a vet if you got food poisoning? Are you in the mob? <laughs> a hospital in general sometimes has vets and human doctors there, as you'll hear in my argument. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right, Kasha, it is your turn. Tell us why critter fixers are superior. Doctor, we have a problem. A cat's head got stuck in a vent. Doctor, a turtle got hit by a car and needs a surgery on its shell. Doctor, the dog you treated last week ate a sock. Again, it's the same sock. These are real veterinary cases. Veterinarians are doctors, but with much hairier patients. They attend as much school as a doctor for humans, learn how to treat multiple species of animals, and unlike chefs, they want to keep their healthy animals alive. Oh, we're going to need some cell for that sick burn. Seriously, vets are highly skilled scientists that heal animals, protect their populations, and can help prevent disease in people. Let's start off with the most obvious reason to become a veterinarian. Hanging out with people's pets. Around 70% of U.S. homes have pets, and 100% of those homes will show you pictures of them too. Just take a look at Fluffy. Is Fluffy your dog? No, my snake. Oh, Pets are fun, and they're great snugglers, usually. Fluffy, come back! Pets can actually improve our health as well. 
Studies show that interacting with animals can reduce stress and her blood pressure, which can decrease risks for heart disease. Studies even found that dog owners live longer than non-dog owners. That's the best medicine I've ever heard. I prescribe you three cuddles a day. No skipping. And we can't have pets without veterinarians. When my dog Marco Barco gets sick or eats a sock again, I take him to the vet for medicine, tests, and surgery. Pets are like family members, and vets are a critical part of keeping your family healthy. Vets also work at zoos. Zoo veterinarians monitor the health of exotic animals like tigers, polar bears, snakes, and flamingos. They also help with breeding programs that save species from extinction and release animals into the wild. I'd never met a zoo veterinarian before, so I called up Dr. Carlos Sanchez, the head veterinarian at the Oregon Zoo, and asked him about his job. You know, one day we have uh, an elephant that needs to check or look at his you know, toenails. Another day we may have a tiger that is not feeling great, or maybe we just have a routine exam in a chimpanzee. I can tell you after 20 years of doing this, I'm not bored. At the Oregon Zoo, Dr. Sanchez and his team are currently working to save these cool, large birds called California condors. They're just one step away from extinction. But as of this year, healthy condors have been released into the wild thanks to zoos and conservation programs. And that's not even all vets do. They also protect humans by preventing diseases spreading from animals to people. 75% of new infectious diseases can be transferred between animals and humans. Things like monkeypox, West Nile virus, swine flu, and Ebola. Vets around the world monitor animal populations to see if they're falling sick or dying in mass quantities, and then vaccinate animals to prevent illness from spreading to other animals or infecting humans. They also conduct inspections on livestock to make sure the products that we eat match food safety protocols. And where do these products get shipped? Stores, restaurants, and to chefs. Yep, without veterinarians, most chefs would be out of a job. Remember, vets are important to pets, wildlife, and humans. Doctor, I think the argument for chefs is officially dead. A really adorable, pettable, and fierce argument for veterinarians there. Lauren, what stood out to you about Kosh's declaration of greatness? Your facts. I, like, checked it off. You gave me, like, seven facts. I, my teachers would be so proud. And I like I liked the drama aspect of it. It was like, you know, like, I could imagine watching it. It was like something... Give me, like, you know, old black and white type vibes. Like, doctor, he's dying. <laughs> and then your ending. That was really funny. With the flatlining out. <laughs> Chefs are dead, you know? All right, Sam, it's time for your rebuttal. Time to give Kasha's argument a roasting. You have 30 seconds and your time starts now. Well, you know, you got to give props to Kasha for that work. But uh, you should have vetted your research a little bit more because oh. that dog will not hunt. Now, yes. We love our adorable furry friends, but they're not the smartest animals. And I don't think the vets, by helping us preserve the life of that dog who keeps eating a sock over and over again, <laughs> we're not really getting that, you know, those terriers who could go out and basically run your entire farm for you. We're not really talking about that kind of animal anymore. <laughs> and yeah, vets are not keeping all animals and alive. You talk- time. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> 
That's fine. <laughs> I would like to say my dog who might eat a sock or two, he is very cuddly and just looking at him lowers my heart rate like during this uh, uh, like during this debate. Oh. You know what's even more cuddly than a puppy is a chef because they smell like food. <laughs> I would love to cuddle up with the ratatouille instead of my dog. That sounds so comforting. <laughs> All right, Lauren, it is time for you to award some points here. You're going to give one point to the declaration of greatness you liked best and one point to the most compelling rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one side charm you with their humor or logic? Wow you with amazing facts? The decision is subjective, totally up to you. So both points could go to the same person, maybe one point for each. Have you made your decision? I have. Excellent. Kasha and Sam, how are you guys feeling so far? Hungry. (laughs) Good thing the taste of victory is only minutes away. That's a good one. I feel furtastic. <laughs> All right, it's time for a quick break. Go stir your sauce or feed your pets. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe inspiring argumentation. Howdy doody, debaters. Todd Douglas here with the oatmeal to my raisin. Taylor Lincoln. And debaters, we just tracked down a big, bad logical fallacy. Logical fallacies make your arguments soft and squishy. And sometimes slippery. Especially when you use the slippery slope fallacy. The slippery slope fallacy is when someone assumes a teensy tiny action will spiral into a big, terrible outcome. Like this. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Fido is. Fido is. Yes, you are. You're my puppy, 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 puppy. My puppy, 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 puppy. I love you, love you, love you. Hey, honey. The store was out of gold-colored balloons, so we got green instead. What do you mean they didn't have gold balloons? They were out. What? But gold is Fido's favorite color, and it's his golden birthday, and he is a golden doodle. I know, but it's just balloons. This will still be a great party. The green balloons won't match the gold cake, and then everyone will think it's a St. Patrick's Day thing, and then Fido will be so disappointed and so sad. It's going to be okay. And if Fido was disappointed and sad, he won't be able to perform at the Wolfminster Dog Show. He'll never win Best in Show. His career is ruined! (laughs) But it's just balloons! Whoa, whoa, whoa! I might just slip and fall over this lack of logic. That is one slippery slope. Yeah, just because they couldn't get the right balloons for Fido's birthday doesn't mean the party is ruined. Or that Fido's career is all downhill from here. That's one professional pup. He's clearly a star with or without golden balloons. Without a doubt. Speaking of, I think the Wolfminster Dog Show is on now. Let's go watch. Oh, my favorite. Gotta go, Debaterinos. We'll catch you next time on Seat of Debate. Boom, 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 smash, boom, rest. You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Lauren. So, Lauren, how is it going? Are you enjoying the debate so far? I am. It's making me laugh, and I love to laugh. We love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Here's an epic idea we got from Toby. My idea is steaks versus turtles. 
We'll check back with Toby at the end of this episode to see which side he thinks should win. And now it's back to today's debate, chefs versus veterinarians. That's right. And it's time for round two, the micro round. Today's micro round challenge is called Five Stars. We asked Kasha and Sam to write one person or animal's rave review of an awesome veterinarian and chef. Sam went first last time. So Kasha, you're up. Let's hear your thoughts about a five star vet. So I found a review for Dr. Sanchez from one of his patients, Norman. Norman was part of the U.S. Navy's Marine Mammal Program and worked with the Navy's sea, air, land teams, commonly known as the Navy SEALs. Yep, he was known as a Navy SEAL, ironic because he's actually a 700-pound sea lion. This text has been translated for those who don't speak sea lion. I met Dr. Sanchez early in his career when he was at the Smithsonian's National Zoo in Washington, D.C., I had the privilege of living there after I retired from the Navy, where one of my jobs was to detect explosive devices in the water, known as mines. I can't tell you more because my work file is classified and my lips are sealed. I will give retirement two flippers up, mainly because of Dr. Sanchez and the staff. I love playing frisbee and hanging out in the pool. My favorite activity was art. They kept my mind sharp as I was getting older and spoke to me like I was their friend. One time, I got sick and had an issue breathing, but the staff helped me keep my fin up. They taught me how to put a traffic cone on my nose. The cone was connected to a machine that delivered my medication. A brilliant idea, and it was pretty fun. I'll give Dr. Sanchez the seal of approval. Oh, and look, Dr. Sanchez actually responded. Let's hear what he said. He was able to teach me and his keepers that we just needed to find the common language to, um, you know, express what we wanted from him. And he was able to do it. And he's one of the most intelligent animals I have ever worked with. I think he trained me rather than me trained him. Oh, five stars, two fins up for Dr. Sanchez. All right, Sam, it's your turn. Let's hear about a chef with the most. I love chefs. And that's no trifle coming from a truffle. That's right. I'm a truffle. I'm a bumpy brown mushroom that grows underground in the dirt. I look more like a stone than a food. People even used to think I was the creation of the devil. But all that changed once chefs got a hold of me. I was confused at first how they would use me. I assumed chefs would want to cover up my craggly skin and uh, exotic aroma with a sauce. But no, they take me just as I am and serve delicate, wafer-thin shavings of truffle on top of pasta, salad, soup, and even ice cream. Chefs want everyone to see, taste, and smell me. Chefs love me and will pay top dollar to get me because I am rich in something they call umami. It's a complex, savory taste that makes your mouth water. Now, these days, I'm a regular at all the finest restaurants. People order me by name. 
Who else but a chef could have the imagination and the skill to turn me from a dirt clod to the diamond of the kitchen? Uh, uh, TLDR, chefs saw something wonderful in me. And thanks to them, so does everyone else. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars from this lovable fungus. All right. Lauren, it's time to award a point. But first, tell me, does anything stand out to you here about Kasha and Sam's micro rounds? Kasha, I, I, I love the puns. The fact that, like, you know, the vet got the seal of approval and uh, you, you got that for puns. And then <laughs> I liked with chefs. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of, like, truffle fries. So the fact that you had a truffle talking, that was like, <laughs> yeah, like, I order you by name. Can I get some truffle fries? And yeah. Lauren, you have a refined palate. (laughs) I would like to point out that the truffle argument is a bit misleading because you can eat the truffle mushroom like by itself. Basically, the chef looked at it and was like, oh, it's kind of ugly right now. Maybe I need to dress it up for humans to pay attention to it and eat it. And I would also like to point out in my argument uh, earlier, Sam said that animals aren't smart. I'm just saying, I don't think a human can dive into the ocean and uh, release explosive devices like mines. I'm just saying. Look, wherever you stand on animals, yes, chefs do consume them. We as a culture consume animals. But chefs do not use animals for military purposes. (laughs) Like these poor seals. Oh my goodness, they're going to have PTSD. No wonder they need a vet. (laughs) They are saving America. That seal retired respectfully. He did. He did. What about his comrades? What does he see in his dreams at night? Is it just... (laughs) You've been wanting to do the art art the entire time. (laughs) Okay, Lauren, we need you to award a point. Again, the criteria is up to you. But don't tell us who it's going to. Have you made your decision? I have. Fantastic. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. Your sneak attack is called genre jumping. We want you to make a short one to two sentence argument for your side. Then we'll surprise you with three different genres and you have to restate the same argument in each genre's style. So, If I was Team Balloons, I would start by saying, I hate to burst your bubble, but balloons elevate the energy on every occasion. Then I, the host, would say, breaking news. And I'd go to, I hate to burst your bubble, but balloons elevate the energy on every occasion. (laughs) Does that make sense, Kasha and Sam? Yes. Yes. All righty. Kasha went first last time, so Sam is going to start. Sam, you have your sentence ready? I've got many sentences ready, but these are the tastiest morsels. (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. Okay, so give us your sentence just straight ahead first. Food nourishes the body, but also the soul. It is a cultural treasure passed from generation to generation, father to daughter. Lovely. Now please do it in the style of a horror movie. Food nourishes the body, (laughs) but also the soul. It is a cultural treasure passed from generation to generation, father to daughter kids TV show. Food nourishes the body, (laughs) but also the soul. It is a cultural treasure passed from generation to generation, father (laughs) to daughter. (laughs) 
nature documentary. Food nourishes the body, but also the soul. <laughs> it is a delicious cultural treasure passed from generation to generation, father to daughter. Oh, very nice work. So versatile. All right, Kasha, you are up. Let's hear your sentence straight ahead for veterinarians. All right. Doggone it, vets deserve a round of applause for conserving species, preventing diseases in humans, and keeping Marco Barco alive. Wonderful. All right. Now do it in the style of a romance. Doggone it, vets <laughs> deserve a round of applause for conserving species and preventing disease in humans. And keeping my Marco Barco <laughs> alive. Broadway show. <laughs> Doggone it. Vets deserve a round of applause for conserving species and preventing disease to humans and keeping my Marco, my Marco, my Marco Barco alive. <laughs> now a Western. <laughs> Doggone it. Vets deserve a round of applause. For conserving species. Preventing disease to humans. And keeping my Marco Barco alive. Yeehaw! I've that? never what? seen a Western, can you tell? What were those cooing sounds? I thought it would be wind howling. <laughs> Excellent work. Okay, Lauren, think about what you just heard. Did one person wow you with their pizzazz? Did another make you laugh? Again, the criteria is totally up to you. Award your fourth point to the team that impressed you the most. Have you made your decision? I have. Excellent. Then it's time for our final round. The final six. Kasha, you've got just six words to wrap this thing up. Let's hear them. All right. Veterinarians, doctors for animals and people. Hmm. All right, Sam, it's your turn. Give us your final six. Food unites us. Chefs make food. Oh, very nice. All right. This debate has been quite the career contest, but who will win? There's only one person who can make that call. Lauren, please award a final point. Have you awarded it? I have made a decision. Are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? <laughs> I am. All right. Drum roll, please. And the winner is... Chefs! Oh, yeah! Order up! <laughs> Victory pie. <laughs> hey, don't worry. We got a doggy bag for the vets to take home. <laughs> so, Lauren, was there a moment that decided it for chefs? For me, it was the the, the father-daughter. Because he, mm. I, I, I don't know if that's why he did it, but I don't know if he chose because, like, my dad's a chef and mm. I'm his daughter. But that was like, that Clever. was creativity right there. What's something your dad's taught you from his culinary training? The thing is, I haven't learned that much from my dad. It's my grandma Ooh. that I've learned the most from. Mm. She doesn't have any culinary experience, uh -huh. but the generation to generation. Oh, yeah. Grandmas, that's where the real good stuff is. 
That's what I was also going to say is you don't need to have a degree to be a chef. You know, if you're really interested in it, you can do that. But if you're a vet, you kind of need a degree to do that. You can't just kind of, you know, set up a little stand on your lawn and (laughs) I'll take out your I'll take out your your guinea pig's appendix. I think that's malpractice. (laughs) (laughs) No, Sam, I thought you did a great job. I mean, this was a hard one for me because I actually really enjoy cooking and trying out new dishes and watching all the cooking shows that you mentioned. Uh, So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. And I thought it was really cool that Lauren's dad is also a chef and went to culinary school because that's something I'd love to do. As soon as she said that, I'm like, ah, snap. (laughs) It's real hard for me to win. All right. Well, that is it for today's debate battle. Lauren crowned chefs the Smash Boom best. But what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and 8PM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, and Ruby Guthrie. We had engineering help from Gary O'Keefe. Our editors are Shayla Farzan and Sandin Totten. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggle, and Nico Whistler. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavadi, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyerworker Otto, and we want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross, Taylor Kaufman, and Brant Miller. Sam, is there anyone you'd like to thank today? Yes, I would like to thank my sisters, especially my sister Melissa, who is an amazing baker. And how about you, Kasha? Any special shout-outs? Yeah, I would like to thank Dr. Carlos Sanchez and the Oregon Zoo team for lending their time and talking with me. And I would also like to thank Marco Barco, because even (laughs) though vets didn't win this debate live, although you guys can still vote for me online, uh, he is still the best (laughs) thing in my house. And I also live with a fiance. So... Marco Barco. And Lauren, how about you? Do you want to give any special thanks? I'd like to thank my father, my grandmother, and my little sister because she's the one that I debate with all the time. So Awesome. Well, before we go, let's check in with Toby and see who he thinks should win his snakes versus turtles debate. I think turtles will win because they live in water and they're green. Do you have an idea for a knockdown dragout debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Ta-ta! Adios! If I was someone's pet, like, that's such a weird scenario. I would probably do weird things like eat socks or whatever. (laughs) 